Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back for another episode of Locker Room Talk Uncut. I am Drew Garrison in the locker room with Chad Penrod. Today we're going to be talking Tom Brady, uh, NBA trade deadline, which player we'd want from every team in the AFC South, and of course the big Super Bowl uh, review. Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs get it done. Uh, We'll go over our predictions, what we thought was going to happen, and how the game played out. So uh, let's get right into it. Chad, what did you think of the big game, man? Uh, Man, I thought it was a great game. Um, Well, you know, I thought uh, um, both teams started out a little slow. I think the nerves got to them. For sure. Um, And then I think what looked and appeared to be a 49ers uh, was about to just take off and pull away and – and um, it could have been that blowout you were could saying. Have, yeah, for, could I don't know. Happened. Something kept telling me that there was a a possible blowout. Just you know, with that defense, the way they had played all year. Um, but the Chiefs come firing back, and I think they scored on uh, all three of their uh, all three of their last three possessions. Um, Other than the kneel down, yeah, yeah, so. and then and you know they just that's what they can do though. That's what they did all year. That's what they did against uh, the Titans and the Texans, and they can when they need to score, they can score. They're they're Coward said this today and I watched it. They're never on the ropes. You know how in the in the in the phase of a football game you can have that team you're up on them 14, 17. Let's get that last touchdown. We got them on the ropes. Let's throw that knockout punch. You can't get the Chiefs on the ropes, man. No, no. They just score. There's they're just there's they're too much. Um you know, and and and, and you gotta give credit where it's due, man. Andy Reid. So deserving deserves of, it. deserves that Super Bowl win more than more than any coach um, in the league right now, in my opinion. Just um, an excellent excellent play calling throughout the game, especially there at the end. Eric um, Bynami, I don't know how to pronounce it. Eric Bynami, Benami, whatever. He deserves a ton of credit too. Oh, he he needs to get a head coaching gig soon, man. Him and um, Salih or Saleh, like I said, we don't know how to pronounce it. Um, the defensive coordinator for the Forty ers um, I was shocked, um, but I don't know why I was shocked. Like looking back to it, um, and I tweeted this. I said, uh, "Offense over defense." I mean, because you had the best offense in the league versus the best defense in the league, and uh, once again, um, offense prevails. Um, I just think, I just think the you know the years of dominant defenses winning, you know, big games is is always going to get beat by the offense now. Yeah, and I mean. It's kind of, you know, the defense wins championships adage has kind of gone away. Um, And it's just the rule changes, everything that the league has done. Um, You know, I personally, it went pretty much how I thought it would go. I didn't necessarily see um, the the Niners getting that lead. And I I, kind of thought it was going to be more of a back and forth than it was. Like you said, it started off slow. Um, But... Pat Mahomes, when he had to make the big play, he made it. 
when Jimmy had to make the big play, he didn't. And if you go back to the other episodes, I, 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 I that's what broke it down for me. That's what made me decide. I said, I'm going to take Mahomes over Jimmy. Um, you know, later in the game, uh, they need to score. Pat Mahomes, man, he scrambles, and he didn't. We said this watching the game. By the way, this man does a great Super Bowl party. I gained 10 pounds. Um, <laughs> but we were watching it, and I, I said, okay, that's the play that Mahomes needed, but he was getting. It has to be that throw to to Hill, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, where he scrambled and, and, and he, he bombed him deep. I don't remember exactly what point in the game it was, but I know it was later. It was when they had to get that score, and they went on to. Um, I just felt that that's what was going to happen, and then Jimmy had Emmanuel Sanders wide open. Man, they could they could have. Quite possibly put it away. That would have been interesting. Miss, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say for sure that they would have put him away because I just said you can't really put the Chiefs on the ropes. But man, that's a big, big deficit to come I o- overcome. Uh, I would have enjoyed Pat Mahomes down with you know yeah. two minutes to go. And I kind of want to get to Pat Mahomes there for a minute. He didn't play good at all for three quarters. Three and a half. <laughs> yeah, I mean, until what about the nine minute mark yeah. in the fourth quarter, and then he just puts his Superman cape on and becomes this superhero especially for kansas city fans and uh made the plays that needed to to be made and that's where you're just kind of like wow you know that's is this guy the best quarterback in the league i think so yes <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to jump on that wagon where everyone's saying oh he's the most t- most uh elite uh, quarterback that I've ever seen. I'm not going to go that far. We yet. Got, might have something for that later, but you gotta you gotta get five more of them uh, them, them things <laughs> on your fingers there. What what surprised me the most, I think, was not so much. I mean, the big plays. Shani called a very very good game, especially in the first half. I was really impressed with his play calls, getting Debo Samuel involved, kind of on the uh, the, the touch passes and the end yeah. of rounds. Um, you know, Debo was putting on a, a great game in the first half. I'm like, okay, Shani's doing it. You know, and those little touch passes are, are pretty much end rounds. Those are technically passes, I guess. Now they started recording those, but that's a run play. Man, uh, he's I don't know. Rock. I, you know, I came in here for two weeks and hyped up Kyle Shanahan, and you know, said, you know, I, he's the he's my number one coach. I would give up this for him. I give up that for him. And then I also came in here and I said that man will not get out coached in another Super Bowl, and I man. was wrong. I was wrong. I'm here to say that, man. What are you doing there at the end of the first half? You're not, you know, you if, if you call a timeout, you got a minute thirty to go down there. You've got to put your foot on the throat of the Chiefs. You can't yes. just you can't just be okay with going in at halftime, um, you know, tied ten to ten, and think that. Okay, well, we get the ball back. No, this is the Chiefs. We've said for weeks and weeks they score at will. They spotted what, Tennessee twenty four. No, they, that was the Titans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was the uh, Texans. Yes. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Texans. Twenty four points. Texans. Um, but I didn't like that. You've been aggressive all year, and yeah, eighteen. Games, obviously, man. Kittle gets that offensive pass interference, if but he, you wanted to run the ball. You know, you're you hit a big pass that was like, oh, okay, and now, now we're gonna have, try. Now I have twenty something seconds left. It's like, what are you doing? You've, you've, and Stephen A. Um, tweeted out something that was just mind blowing to me. Um, so Shanahan, when he was the offensive coordinator for the Falcons, when they were up on uh, the the Patriots, and then obviously the third and uh, third fourth and um, overtime when he, he was in um, Atlanta, 
Kyle Shanahan's offense is being outscored 52 to 0. Yeah. Blanked. And I'm sitting here and I'm hyping this man up. And don't get me wrong, he's a great coach, but man, you want to talk about choking come the big game? Run the fucking ball. What did I say, though? I I think it was the last episode, maybe the one before, but I said, is Shanny going to get in a position to where he's uncomfortable and get away from who he is? But I thought it was going to be because he was down two scores or, you know, 17 or or something like that. But he got away from who he was with the fucking lead. I I don't understand it. And me and you were kind of talking a little bit before the, uh, you know, before we started the show here and. He, you know, he he was, a, I forget what drive that was, but on first down he runs it. He gets five. At, towards the end of there, he's getting five to eight yards a run. Yeah. And then he throws it on second, the ball gets batted down, and he throws it again. And it just, the Changed turning it. point for me, like you said, that throw was the turning point for you. When the um, 49ers went up 20 to 10, um, they, I don't want to say, maybe it was Bosa got in there and strip sacked. Mahomes, but Mahomes got Fell back on, on the ball. And I believe the 49ers would have had a great uh, uh, field there. Yeah, they're on the plus side of the 50 yeah. there. So, um, you know, I think that that's a big play that hasn't been talked about. Obviously, th- the throw was amazing. The route running was amazing. And, you know, that's that's just what that team can do, man. Credit to the Chiefs. And a little bit of bad luck. Jimmy tries to throw that ball away. And they come down with the pick on the other side of the field. It just didn't quite make it out of bounds. You know, that that can be a little bit luck. But questioning Shanny again, man, after another Super Bowl, it's like, I, why get away? And and we were talking, uh, me and a couple of my buddies in a, in a group chat during the game too, the game felt like it went by really fast. Oh, it did. It flew by. And I think that's what he wanted. Yeah, because he was running the ball. Shanahan, yeah. And it just – when when but when you lose you, you lose what got you there, that's when he's gonna look back on that and be like, damn. There's oh no yeah, doubt. I mean it's just, ah, man, that's just that's gotta be hard to sleep with. Even us talking about it, it's like, damn, it's cringy. But you were, I mean, you were there, man. Just just go with what got you there. I don't see the need to change. The Chiefs weren't, I mean, they weren't shutting the run down. Now the Niners didn't run at the level that maybe they're accustomed to. But, I mean, they were still getting there as they were moving the chains, you know, getting those momentum, you know, third and shorts on runs. And it's just like he just just, just threw it out the window and started throwing the fucking ball. I was like, whoa, man, is Freddie Kitchens come in for the second half? <laughs> you know, and, and Tyree Kill, they, they had the cameras on him afterwards when he got back to the locker room. And he said it best. He's like, we're not done. And they're not. <laughs> oh, God, they, no. They're, they're going to be around for a long time. This – I mean, you get that first one, and they just seem to j- just come. Look at, you know, look at the Brady and the and the Pats. It's just, uh, you know, it's going to be when when you know everybody needs paid. You know, all right, yeah. And then we got to all right, who are we giving the money to? Who's got to go? Pat Mahomes is getting. He's going to be the first forty million dollar plus quarterback that we've seen because it's all lining up for him now. I, I was watching TV earlier, and they said, do they need to pay him right this second? I would. And well, they they said all the analysts on on ESPN said, yeah, you need to pay him right now. You want to lock him up. Patrick Mahomes doesn't want him to pay him right now. No, no. He let's well, see what Dak gets. You know, he's still in that rookie contract though. You know, you don't you don't want to risk an energy and uh, an injury and it you know set you back or no. But Dak's getting ready to get a deal, whether he's not franchised or or, or whatever the case is. Um, we're not far off from Deshaun Watson. 
Pat Mahomes is going to be like, I got the ring. I got the MVP. I got the Super Bowl MVP. I think that they're going to let those guys set the bar because we've seen the quarterback market over the last five years or so. Okay, this guy gets paid, and next thing you know, Andy Dalton's got a $100 million contract because somebody else set the bar. And then Russell gets the – you know, yep. it, it grows. And I think Mahomes is like, all right, you know, I'm a couple years out still. Let's let some of these other guys set the bar, and then I'm going to hit you over the fucking head. And what, I, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, going back to, you know, kind of going back, oh, obviously you got to pay him. I mean, you know, but, um, you know, going back to, you know, what are they going to do when all these guys need paid? Listen, that offense, you in that offense, you have to keep Mahomes, obviously. Um, you got to keep uh, Travis Kelsey, and you got to keep Tyreek Hill. I mean, you know, I think you can put receivers in there, draft receivers. The big thing is going to be defense. You know, who are you keeping on defense? You know, what? Yeah, defense is bigger because. Tyreek's incredible, but for that offense, all Andy has to do is find speed. Yeah. You can find speed in the second, third round in a receiver at times where maybe he's not the route runner. But, I mean, a guy that can just go downfield and get open when Patrick Mahomes is scrambling, making the play. I mean, I I shouldn't say that they're easy to find, but he doesn't have to have a certain mold of receiver. He doesn't have to have, you know, a certain route runner. Get me somebody fucking fast, Mahomes will get it there. Yeah, and then, you know, kind of hitting on, you know, I want to go to Andy Reid just because, you know, I just like I said, I think that that cemented cemented his way into the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think he probably could have got in without it. Yeah, but that cements possibly, it. Right. Yeah, he, I mean he he just deserved that man, and he uh, you know just a great coach. He 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 demands greatness. You know, <laughs> great leader. Um, he's great, just a great post game quotes. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but man, after the AFC Championship, they said, "What'd you do to celebrate?" He said, "I ate a cheeseburger and went to bed." And last night, he said, "I ate the biggest cheeseburger you've ever seen with extra cheese." And he said, "And I didn't go next. I didn't go to sleep next to the trophy. I went to sleep next to my trophy wife." Yeah, he's good old man one liners. He, he's been he's been killing it with the quotes. <laughs> and. I, you know, he's had some shitty luck with the Eagles, and, you know, he's been close with the Chiefs there a couple times, and it's just you feel like he's a guy that, that earned it and deserved it. And I can also – I am a Bengals fan, for those that don't know. I don't like watching the Niners win. They ripped our heart outs in two Super Bowls in the 80s. Now, way before I was born, but it still pisses me off. Right. <laughs> and, and and so let's get to the big question about this. Um, and this has been – you know, making its way around all social media and, you know, all the uh, um, analysts and, 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 you know, every ESPN's been talking about it nonstop. And um, let's get our, you know, your opinion and I'll give you mine. So was Patrick Mahomes the MVP of Super Bowl 54? He was because of what he did the last nine minutes of the fourth or so and because I that's a fan vote, so – He's the most popular chief. Patrick Mahomes may now be the face of the league. So, but I didn't know that. So, so the so the Super Bowl MVP is a fan vote. Yeah, fans voted oh. on it. I think you can only vote a certain amount of times. I know they do like hashtags and Twitter, and there's on the NFL's website. That's um, stupid, by the way. Yeah, it is stupid. But I guess who else I don't like votes fan vote it? fan voting nothing. Yeah, because it's a popularity contest. Exactly. I can understand why he got it, but if it was my call to give out the award, it's Damian Williams. I mean, 17 carries, 104 yards, one touchdown, that big 38-yard run, sparking things. He's picking up tough first downs. He's contorting his body, getting into the end zone. 
um, you know, on that little dump off pass. I just felt like he made big plays when it mattered, and and so did Mahomes. But I just feel like he had the better overall game because Mahomes' numbers aren't staggering. It's actually one of one of the the lowest rated games of his, of his career as a starter. Uh, you know, twenty six of forty two, two eighty six, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, sacked four times for a loss of 18 yards. QBR is at 61.6. Not terrible, but not, you know, mind-boggling either. I mean, Jimmy was pretty close on to him. His QBR was much lower, but some of the other numbers. Uh, see, I'm a, I'm going to I'm going to actually go the other way here. Um, you know, I I think you know both obviously deserving, but um I just don't think that that comeback it doesn't happen without Pat Mahomes. Um, no, no, I mean, don't get me not. wrong, man. Williams, I, I can't believe he went over 100 yards against that defense. And this is no shot at Damian Williams at all, man. That guy has just stepped up since, you know, the incident with Kareem Hunt there and, and, and just became that number one back. I just, I, you know, I have a soft spot. Maybe it's from being a Browns fan for that quarterback position. And what Pat Mahomes did with, you know, nine minutes to go in that game was just absolutely incredible. Um, for him to just delete out of his mind everything that happened before that nine-minute mark hit, I, yeah. I, it's just like wow. Um, like I said, I, the best quarterback in the league, and I and I don't think that there is an argument to be made. I I want to bring uh bring in a, a guest on that. Um, I'm gonna uh, bring in Mike Vanderveen, a good friend of us here at the podcast. He's got a pretty interesting take on uh, Patrick Mahomes. So, Mike, let's talk, man. What What do you want to say to me about Patrick Mahomes? Let the people know. I'll let the people know. I think Patrick Mahomes, after what I saw last night, specifically in the second half, fourth quarter, uh, that's the best quarterback I've ever seen hold a football, throw a Woo. football, move around with his feet with a football in his hands. Uh, I think he's, uh, he's probably less than a decade away, a couple rings away, which shouldn't be too difficult for him. Of, uh, I think he's gonna pass Tom Brady. Passing, passing Tom Brady for the for the goat title within ten years, huh? Yeah, and I have had this idea about Aaron Rodgers in the past, back when he was in his prime, doing shit that we've never seen before. Uh, if he would have got like two more rings, three, like three total, and even even with Tom Brady having as many as he has, uh, I think that would have gave Aaron Rodgers the the lift up. Well. I'm going to give you a take that I've had. I've actually had this discussion in the Brady slash Rogers debate um, for a while. I separate the two, and I, I've done this with the Jordan and LeBron talk, but that's for another day. But I, I don't know Chad's take on it. We'll get his here in a second. But I separate the most talented quarterback I've ever seen from the best quarterback I've ever seen because I think that it takes more than just the talent to make you the best. I always said that Aaron Rodgers was the most talented quarterback I'd ever seen, but Brady was the best. So I, I, I personally separate it. I think now Mahomes is the most talented I've seen, but yeah. Chad, how you feeling about this? What, what do you think of this? Um, so I think that uh, – I mean, I don't think you're, you're, you're off. I think it's a little bit premature um, just because he only has one. Um, and Brady does have six of those things, but um, as far as talent wise, yeah, I mean, dude, the the, the dude can throw the ball freaking eighty yards. It seems uh, from while, his knees. while on the run. <laughs> oh yeah, from from his knees, like you said. I uh, 
Uh, I think he's got a ways to go to catch Brady. I think there's a mentality thing there as well. As you know, Brady as a competitor, I think it's just second to none. Um, but no, Mike, I, I'm with you as far as uh, talent wise, and and maybe you're right. Maybe in ten years he is the best. I mean, I could definitely see it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not something that that's out of the realm of possibility. But and I mean, so I mean, how many rings are you thinking for, Mike? I mean, you you you've thought a lot about this. We talked about it for a good part of the day, so I'm interested. Well, I could see him definitely getting at least four or five because with the New England dynasty kind of like like dying out. Like I think you know Tom Brady's obviously he'll come back next year, but who knows what how long he's going to be in the league? Maybe just next year he'll be retiring before too long. Patrick Mahomes is, you know, three years in. I don't know how old is what is how old is he? Twenty four, twenty five years old. Yeah, I think they said last night he's uh, twenty four at a Super Bowl MVP and a league MVP. The, the youngest, yeah, youngest yeah, to win incredible. an MVP and the youngest but, uh, to uh, win a Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm thinking that 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 dynasty that's about to die out in New England is about to kind of be revamped with Kansas City. Like I think they're going to be the the AFC dominating team over the next you know while. New England was in there from the early 2000s all the way up until, you know, I, now. I think what I want to see on that, and I'm not going to tell you that you're you're wrong or anything. I just think, you know, it might be a little early, but, um, you know, Mahomes came into almost a perfect situation with Andy Reid. I don't know. I, I His talent is undeniable. I don't know if he's as good as he is now if he, let's say, the Bengals took him at pick nine instead of John fucking Ross. Um, cause that, that's how it happened. Ross at nine, Mahomes at 10. Um, but once when we kind of hit on this before we started recording the call, once everybody else up there needs paid Tyreek Hill, um, you know, maybe Damian Williams, if he puts together another couple years, uh, that are pretty good. Is Mahomes going to be the guy that can lift up a revolving door of receivers like Tom Brady had, uh, like Peyton Manning did. I mean, do you, do you see him kind of being able to, take guys that aren't top-tier quality receivers and turn them into the stars that it's looked like Tom Brady's had? I most certainly do. I most certainly think. I can't argue that. Wherewithal to do that. And also, and this could be a contributing factor, we've seen Tom Brady be in the middle of the pack as far as salaries for quarterbacks, and he's chosen to go that route just so they can use the money elsewhere and make sure that they have supreme talent around them. I think Patrick Mahomes is a humble enough guy to also take that step back and you know, not strive to be the highest paying quarterback in the NFL. You know, that's that's something funny that we were actually hitting on a minute ago, man. He I think he's gonna be the first forty plus million dollar salary a year quarterback that the league's seen. I think at least for that first new contract, he's gonna break the bank. Hey, and and if that does happen, I think overall, like throughout his whole career, that could potentially hurt him in the long run, especially if they end up missing out on uh, throwing the money towards the weapons that he's going to need to continue to be as successful as he is, but at the same time, like he's to me, he's Aaron Rodgers plus some um, plus a lot. Rodgers so, like, plus some, Chad. What do you think? So I I think that as long as he has Andy Reid, he's in the best situation he can yeah. be in. I'm not, you know, I like I, I like Drew and I said before you came on, you know, pay Tyreek Hill, pay Travis Kelsey. And I think you know Andy Reid is is what makes that system go. So yeah. I don't think you're off, man. I, I'm not going to say what you're saying is delusional or any of that because you could be right here in about ten years. And you know, I think it depends on Andy Reid. Do you think, Mike? Do you think that Mahomes, let's say somehow 
you know, randomly or something. Andy Reid says, I got my Super Bowl, I'm hanging it up. Do you think he's the same guy and he's as good in another system with another coach? See, that that's actually a really good question. Part of part of my idea about Patrick Holmes continuing to elevate his game and, you know, take that path towards being one of, you know, the greatest of all time. Part of it is contingent on uh, having Andy Reid around, but I don't Andy Reid's waited for so long to get this one ring and he's got a young team, talented team. Uh, when the defense is healthy, they're they're elite, definitely. And uh I don't see him leaving cuz he he got a taste of the Super Bowl ring. No, he's not leaving. He said he's last night, he said if you can promise me I'll have this group, I'll coach another 20 years. I'm just oh, wondering, absolutely. you know, Barring because any cholesterol problems. <laughs> That's been a big debate with Brady. Is he Brady without Belichick? I personally think it's just the perfect marriage, and neither one of those guys are each other without each other. But I, I just want to, you know, what, what do you think, Chad? Let's say he got drafted, you know, maybe not somewhere as fucking terrible as Cincinnati, but somewhere else. Is he the same guy? I, I think it's, like I said, man, I think it's part of the system. I think, I don't think he's as great as he is without Andy Reid. I mean, it's only time will tell that, but. But also the throws he makes and, and the shit yeah, he does, no, I mean, you can't coach the, that. The dude is talented. Don't Absolutely. get me wrong. Not he. That dude is, like he said, one of the most talented quarterbacks I've ever seen. Probably the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. But Andy Reid is responsible for a lot, I mean a ton of his early success. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. All right, Mike. Well, what do you guys think? Because this, this is also a comparison that I've started to make uh, between Patrick Mahomes and Carson Wentz, talent-wise. Uh, we obviously hasn't ever since Carson Wentz had that year where he was going to win the MVP. Uh, he hasn't really had that kind of success. But also there's been, you know, middle-of-the-pack coaching talent. Well, not coaching talent, but coaching success and uh, no weapons at all. Do you guys think that Carson Wentz in a system like Andy Reid has implemented in Kansas City, do you think he'd have that kind of success? I th- I th- that's a comparison that I've Yeah, I, th- I, I think say. that's a I think that's a great question. Um yeah, I mean there's something there with Wentz, man. I mean, it, uh you know, th- that dude's got a strong arm, that dude makes plays with his legs. Um yeah, but I'm with you, man. It's, it comes down to coaching. Um I mean, we know he's better than Foles. Um you know, even though Foles is the the Super Bowl winning quarterback, um but yeah, I mean that's one that's just kind of wait and see on there. You know what are they going? I mean, because I, I don't think Doug Peterson's a bad coach. But don't get me wrong, he's from the Andy Reid tree. tree, so he's yeah. definitely yeah. not Andy Reid. I looking at Wentz and Mahomes. If Wentz landed in Kansas City with Andy Reid, he is better than he is in real. You know now, yeah, he would definitely be better. But he's not Mahomes, man. That. That arm talent, the no-look passes, throwing him, you know, pretty well left-handed when he has to. Um, you know, a lot of that is just raw, freaky athleticism um, that, that you can't coach. Carson Wentz is better if he falls into Andy Reid's lap, but he's not He's not Patty Mahomes. No, no not way. But I, can, I, I don't compare the two at level of talent. I compare the two at type of talent. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I definitely see your comparison there. strength, good footwork, yep. can elude pressure, like – and that's what I think the future of the NFL quarterback position is: is uh, you can't just you can't be Tom Brady nowadays. No. That's why Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to have a successful career. Like defensive lines are getting so fucking big and strong and fast. The offense, no offensive line can be as successful as we've seen in the past decade now. So you need a quarterback that can make it happen and extend plays on his feet. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, guys like Brady, Breeze. 
Philip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, they're they're done. Right. That kind of quarterback's not going to succeed moving forward. Very, very good point, man. Um, well, hey, Mike, I appreciate you calling in, man. That's a good perspective. That's interesting, and that's something that that it's cool to kind of sit down and talk about. Um, and yeah. if we're still doing this thing ten years from now, and Mahomes has five rings, you got to come back on and tell us you were right. Absolutely. When you guys get signed on to Fox Sports or ESPN, wherever the case is, uh, we'll <laughs> make sure to, to revisit this discussion. I don't know if Fox likes me saying <laughs> fucking shit all the time, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> Hey, this is not a podcast for any kind of politics, sir. <laughs> All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, man. All right, see you guys. Bye. Bye, buddy. Yeah, man, he makes a lot of valid points there, you know. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and I don't know what you think about it, but I really like the Carson Wentz comparison just because of, you know, the arm strength, uh, the footwork. Um, yeah. They can both take off, you know, and run with the ball. Um, That's one I hadn't made. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a, that's a very very solid point, you know. But you know, his first question, you know, um, I, I don't think Mahomes is the greatest yet. He could be on the verge. I mean, like we said, the most talented quarterback. But uh, you know, Andy Reid is is, is going to uh, be, be a big thing with with his career, be, you know, Absolutely. success or, or or whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, great great call, great call. We love our guests, man. Um, anybody else, get with us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. You want to call in, let us know. The Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl 54 winners. All right, so let's uh, let's let's go from uh, the, the Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT discussion. Let's talk about the current GOAT in both of our eyes, I believe, Tom Brady. Uh, we said on the last episode here we had breaking, breaking news. We <laughs> <laughs> had breaking news. As he posted on Instagram the – the picture of him either walking to or walking from the stadium, black and white. It's rainy. The, the the ground's wet. We're trying to decide if he's looking at the stadium he's going to retire from here in a few years. <laughs> if it's the stadium that he's walking away from for the last time, you know, is it he's walking away for the last time because he's signing somewhere else or because he's retiring? We don't know. Um, and then turns out it's a fucking Hulu commercial. A <laughs> goddamn commercial. <laughs> he was just lubing us up and trying to get us talking, and, and it worked. And uh, he he got a fucking hulu commercial out of it and got everybody talking about it and then you know the commercial comes on he's talking about how great hulu is it has all this shit and at the end he says as for me i'm not going anywhere um that tells me he's not retiring that doesn't tell me he's staying in new england and <laughs> the, the, um, the one thing it you know that that came out this uh this weekend though is um that first off there was two things first of all they said the patriots are willing to pay the man over thirty million dollars a year. Is he going to want more? Is he going to say, "Hey, I'm still the best. I want that forty plus million, like you said, Pat Mahomes might get." He's it. got all the chips, is he, man. Is he going to do that? But and then the other thing that came out was, "Hey, come to Las Vegas. Come come play with the the, the Raiders. They're come in. play in this brand new stadium. Bring your family here." Giselle, and you Lamont. know damn well John Gruden will give him every penny he wants. Oh yeah, he will. And we, I think we might have hit on that on the last episode, though. I don't know if Tom Brady's going to go in there and have, like, a dick measuring contest with John Gruden. I just don't – I think Gruden's very old school and I think kind of over-the-top fake old school at times. And I'm not shitting on John Gruden. I like John Gruden. But I don't know how well that meshes with Tom Brady because Brady's – unless Gruden – maybe Brady's the one guy where Gruden will be like, hey, man. This is your thing. Let's go. I, I I don't know. See, I see my take on that though. Like Tom, you know, he's forty. What forty one, forty two? How 40, old? Is? I think he's going to be forty three. Some point. Yeah. This season. So 
he, you know, obviously he, his career's coming to an end. Not that he isn't still playing at a at a high level because he is. But if if you're going to leave New England and they're willing to give you that money, go somewhere where they are a quarterback away. Yeah, I don't it, think Oakland is a quarterback. Las away. Vegas or Las Vegas. Damn, I'm gonna have to get used to that. I still <laughs> say the San Diego Chargers sometimes. Now, now right. don't get me wrong. I mean, can you imagine living in Las Vegas and playing in that fucking stadium? That I mean, that would sweet. be amazing. But I, I never got that. That's what Tom Brady's about. And you, hey, like you said, he's he's. You know, 42, 43 years old, man. He, uh, you know, is he ready to turn more towards life after football and 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 move to Vegas or or Cali out there? I, we don't know that, but it doesn't seem like a Tom Brady move to me to go play uh, to play in Las Vegas on a team that's kind of rebuilding. Um, you know, obviously they got Josh Jacobs there. They got a good running back. There's the receivers aren't really there. I mean, uh, Tyrell Williams. They got Jermaine Gresham. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, the the defense is okay, but it just there's there's still a lot of pieces there. Yeah. Um, or not there to for me to say okay, Tom Brady in Las Vegas. It just doesn't make sense. Oh, now you want to go to the same division as Pat Mahomes? Oh, that's. Yeah, and Brady's not at the point in his career where I think he can still be an elite, top-level quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But he's not at the point in his career where he can go to a team like Oakland that needs that many pieces and overcome that and propel them to like we saw him do with, you know, not so much in New England. Um, You know, we've seen him with a lot in New England at the time. We've seen him with nothing. But I just don't think at this point in his career he can or is willing to go try to be the piece that propels them to that next step. And the Gruden, I, I, maybe Gruden would, would mind his P's and Q's with Brady and, and kind of give him the keys, but I could also see Gruden trying to you know whip his dick out and be like, no, this is my fucking show. And Brady, I just don't know if Brady's going to go for that. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think that it would be so much him and Gruden. I think that would be a, a talk to be had. I just, I don't know. I just can't see him leaving what he has in New England for what he what he would have in Las Vegas. I mean, the teams that make most sense to me, um, you know, we mentioned the Titans. There's a, a ton of sense there. And then, you, you know, you hit they hit free agency, they hit the draft, and they get some more receivers. I think that's what they're missing, um, that, you know, that uh, quarterback and then those playmakers on the outside. Um, this one's probably not going to happen, but me and you have also discussed this. The Dallas Cowboys, if they decided – um, not to pay Dak, which they shouldn't. Uh, don't give Dak. Don't give Dak Prescott forty million dollars. God no, Jerry Jones, They're talking about franchising on. him now. Yeah, I mean, what, franchise him two years. I he's really, getting seventy I would like mil. To have, no, it's got to be twenty something million, right? If for, he gets franchised, yeah, thirty three. Oh lord. I mean, why? Why? Why would you give Dak Prescott that when? I mean, fucking go get Tom Brady for two years and let him hand the ball off to Zeke and throw <laughs> yeah. to Mari Cooper yeah. and have Van Der Esch on defense and get a speedster, you know, slot guy or something. Jerry Jones, man. Have the balls to do it. He's not – I think the Titans are a great fit. And when you come to talking about, okay, is, is he maybe looking at life after football? If so, the Chargers just announced that they're moving on from Phillip Rivers. I think if you're going to focus more on life after football, you go to the Hunter Henry, the Keenan Allen, 
Yeah. Um, you know, the Mike Williams. Um, you know, that team just always has an injury that derails bug. them before the freaking season even starts. And then, you know, hopefully they have Derwin James back healthy. Uh, Joey Bosa yeah. on, the, on the defensive line. There's some pieces there. I think that would make more sense. You know, for football success, then, if you're then, looking Vegas, th- then life sure. after football, then going to Vegas. I mean, Vegas is a big town. It's popping. They've got the, you know, the L.A. Kings out there now, and they do all the UFC fights out there. That's great. But life after football, you're shooting all the commercials and the movies and shit out yeah. in L.A. That's what LeBron did. LeBron became a Laker Friday night, and we can hit on that in a minute. But he went out there for business, for after basketball, and his kids. And, and, and you know, the, the only other team I want to bring up as that, you know, I personally could see as a uh, – as a possibility is the Chicago Bears, um, you know, but it sounds like they're ready to stick with, you know, Mitch Trubisky. Honestly, if, <laughs> now that I'm sitting here just just thinking about it at the top of my head, it just it makes the most sense that it's either Tennessee or staying in New England because if he stays in New England, they're going to win that division. Well, hold but on. He, he's got he's got to get some help. Have you thought about this one yet? Hit me. The Indianapolis Colts mm. indoors, Marlon Mack. Good offensive line. I'm not as big on Marlon Mack as a lot of people. Young, up-and-coming defense. And not only that, it is a fuck you to Bill Belichick in New England. If he's really pissed at him, if he really feels underappreciated or feels like they haven't given him what he needed, because, you know, at the beginning we're like, okay, if Brady leaves, it's because they're not giving him what he needs. But now yeah. it might be, oh, I want fucking paid finally. I Which, mean, it, just to me, all those teams make more sense than the Raiders. Yeah, they're yeah, just, they're, yeah. They're, they're, they're ready to go. They're a quarterback and, uh, you know, a draft or a quarterback and a free agency away to 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 fight for the, you know, the, the Super Bowl, to Super Bowl 55. And Brady can't go to a team that's that's being built. I mean, no. why? That, that's that, I mean, that's got to be out of the cards. As, I mean, unless he's looking for money. If he's looking for money and he's looking for life after football, then Las Vegas makes more sense than any of them. I don't know if Las Vegas makes more sense than L.A. in that sense, but man, that that stadium would be fun to play in. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't be mad at Brady right now if he just came out and said, "Whoever pays me the most." You earned no. it. Pay cut after pay, pay cut after, after pay, pay cut. cut. That's why New England came out and said, hey, we're willing to pay you. 20-some years in the league, never it, been a free and agent. And this could just be a, a, a strong hand that Brady's doing. Like, listen. Oh, yeah. Uh, almost like LeBron is yeah. doing now. He's getting up there in age. Hey, fucking pay me and pay me the max. I want to be yeah. the highest paid quarterback because he's never when, he, been it. when he was the highest or when he – when he was the best player in the league, he wasn't getting that. He's so giving him money back, they, yeah. And, and he's gave him um, team-friendly his whole career. Reworking so, deals. So he, he definitely needs to uh, to go get his money, and, and I don't blame him one bit. I don't think the Colts get talked about enough, man. I think that if there's any kind of element to revenge for Brady, he's not going to go in the division. He's not going to go to Buffalo or Miami uh, or the Jets, but – you know, those Colts-Patriots rivalries back in the day, some good playoff battles with him and Peyton and Vinatieri kind of switching sides there in the middle of it. I'm not saying it doesn't make sense. I mean – I think that's a dark horse that nobody's talking about. I think that's more likely than the, the Chargers. the defense is there. The offensive line is there. Um, obviously, they need T.Y. to stay healthy. And, you know, you got Doyle and Ebron handing the ball off to Marlon Mack. Um, they're, they're, to me, they're kind of just like the Titans. You know, he needs some receivers there just because T.Y. can't stay healthy. Um, yeah. You know. I, I, he needs I, that deep. T.Y. is a good deep threat at times, but he's a, he's a good slot. But, yeah, he needs that go up and get it guy. I just – if Tom Brady decides he's ready to leave New England, I just cannot get over – 
the Titans. I just that's, him and Derrick Henry, and you go to you, like we keep Vrabel. saying free agency, and and you go to uh, uh, the draft, and you get them, you know, some some playmakers on the outside, some receivers. Well, they've they've got some sneaky ones. Corey Davis is flashy, but AJ Brown. Oh, I love AJ Brown, but you need more than one. I yeah, mean, yeah, you know, absolutely. you're gonna have to go out here and get him. You know, his his. Danny Amendola or a Wes Welker, right? Or, Chris you know, Hogan, something like that, and, and Brady plays great with tight ends. Um, they got Adam Humphreys, right? They do. That's right. I think that they, could be a, a sneaky good. Um, he was hurt know, a lot. He's going to need a tight end. Brady loves his tight ends. Yes. So I don't know. That's kind of where we are with the Brady I don't saga. Trust Delaney Walker there. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Um, you know, is Tom Brady going to stay in New England, or is he going to go to one of these teams we mentioned, or is he going to go to a team that? Um, we didn't mention. I mean, I don't know where else that would be, but hell, the ball's in Brady's court, and uh, it sounds like it's going to be his decision to make. Mike Brown's on the phone with Brady's agent right now. Get ready. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's transition a little bit here. Uh, our listeners have actually really liked this segment uh, here over the last few episodes, so um, we're going to go down to the AFC South. Uh, go over all four teams, find out what player you want from each team on your favorite team. Chad, the Browns fan. Where are you going first? And let's start with the Houston Texans. Oh, the Houston Texans. I mean, there's there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of great players there, man. I mean, I mean, the, my gut wants me to say DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, the best probably receiver, the best in, the receiver in the league. But fuck, I've done taking AJ Green. I got <laughs> <laughs> Odell. I got Jarvis, and then I took Devontae Adams. Six wide, three on the line. <laughs> So um I'm probably I'd probably go with I mean it's DeAndre or it's Deshaun Watson for me. Um it, it just I'm going to go away from my team. I'm I'm taking uh DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I know I know Jesus that Christ. I know that I only got one ball, but let's avoid the other players I've already taken just because I, I just can't see myself going any other way wait, besides wait, 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 wait. besides having the best receiver in the in the in the league. Um, you had said though on a previous episode that you would probably take Deshaun over Baker with how that draft played out. Yeah, but we haven't gotten to the Chiefs yet. Oh well, fair enough. Yeah, that <laughs> one's easy. I think everybody knows that. We okay, have, we, fair we, enough. We haven't gotten to the Chiefs yet, or you know, um, you know, teams like that who have those. Not not that Deshaun's not up there, but um, and, and Deshaun's a great quarterback. It's just um, DeAndre Hopkins. I just that that's the best player on that team. It doesn't matter who's guarding him. Um, he, he just continuously makes plays. It doesn't matter. He goes across the middle. He goes deep. Um, the re- he's a great red zone target. He can high point a ball. Um, that's where I'm going. I mean, forget the other guys I've taken, like I keep saying. I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. So for the first time on our, on our podcast here, we are talking about the Houston Texans, and I have to take this time to um, slander a little bit. It's not fucking J.J. Watt. I'm so fucking sick of J.J. Watt. He's the fakest passion. He's passionate, but he's fake as fuck. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the cameras always showing him and panning to him. Every time Deshaun Watson threw a touchdown pass in that playoff game, they showed J.J. Watt. I'm fucking sick of it. Go the fuck away. And fuck your little brother, too. Um, he's really good, though. T.J.'s really they're, good. They're both good, in um, my opinion. <laughs> Houston Texans. You already took A.J. Green from me, so I could replace him and upgrade that. With DeAndre Hopkins, I'm going to assume the Bengals are taking my boy Burrow at one, even though that's getting a little murky. We might have to hit on that a little bit later. Um, 
you know, the defense is is not what it used to be. It's still pretty good. Um, I got to agree with you here. I You know, yeah. the controversy gets the listeners. Controversy turns, you know, gets people to turn the TV on. But this one's just hard. If you take A.J. Green from me, I'm going to slide number 10 out there. I'm going to upgrade that wide receiving core. And I'm going to give Joe Burrow uh, uh, the ultimate security blanket. I mean, yeah. I mean just, just throw it, it near all, him. He does it all. Throw it near him. Um, so that, that one's pretty easy for me. You know, that gives me a team with Burrow at quarterback, Mixon in the backfield, um, and, you know, DeAndre out there out wide. Uh, I think I took Adam Thielen from the Vikings too. So that's two sure handed, you know, Thielen's one of the best route runners. Uh, Hopkins route running is actually, I think, overshadowed and overlooked a little bit. Um, so yeah, give me DeAndre, give me Joe Burrow security blanket and let's fucking ride. Um, so moving on now, um. Going down from Houston, we're going to head up north and go to Tennessee. Tennessee Titans. Okay, Derrick Henry. Yeah. I've, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I got I got Chubb. Um, who, who did I put back there with him? On, on the, oh, I uh, Dal- Dalvin Cook. Oh, yeah. No, no, Dalvin Cook from the Vikings. Yeah. But I, I would I – would, I mean, come on, man. Look what, he, look what the guy did this year. Fucking I mean, he's, stud. he's fucking huge, He and he's fast, and – and he he just gets he just gets the job done. I mean, he is the heart and soul of that team. If you can if you can um, run the ball, um, so like we keep saying, Stefanski's coming in and he's bringing that that zone blocking uh, scheme, and that is Derrick Henry to a All T, day. man. Um, I would love to have that big bastard back there and uh, have Baker handing the ball off to him or or whoever we put back there to hand the ball off to him. But man, Derrick Henry was. Um, the best running back in the league this year. Um, most yards. Um, he he can he could catch. I wouldn't say he has the best hands, but he can catch it. Um, he's just big dude, man. But to me, he's by far the best player on that team. And and I know you're like you know you got taking all these guys from here on out. I'm just going best player, and, and that's who I'm adding to my team. I want the best player yeah, we'll on every the rest out later. on every team. I'll find a way to fucking play him. Um, but Derrick Henry, hands down. The ball at the one-yard line, you're going to score. Give it to him four times. Derrick Henry is an easy one. I've already got Joe Mixon. Um, I would take Derrick Henry over Joe Mixon in real life. But for this and for the Bengals and the team that I'm theoretically building here, I am going to take Taylor Lewan, the left tackle. He, along with Henry, is, is – Great left tackle. Is in, in a Michigan boy at that. Um, he's he's big. He's part of the, the, the soul and the heart of that team as well. Um, they really suffered when he was out. Um, you know that first four games with the suspension. They didn't struggle week one when they kicked the shit out of the Browns, though. Uh, yeah. But I wish they had someone else that was out too. That would have mattered. <laughs> I'm gonna take uh, Taylor Lewan. I'm gonna put him at left tackle. Uh, I'm gonna teach Jonah Williams to be a right tackle. I think maybe transition that in. He might not go up against you know some of the top pass rushers and stuff if if you slide him over there as a younger guy. You know, effectively his rookie year. Um, Easy to take Derrick Henry there. I see it. But for, for protecting my franchise quarterback that I'm picking up, number one in April, I'm going to put Taylor Lewan out there. Uh, PED suspension, you know, set him back four games. He came back in. Um, you know, things started to turn around for him there. And then, obviously, Tannehill came in and shockingly made the difference. But, uh, yeah, Taylor Lewan is going to be my guy coming to Cincinnati from Tennessee. Mean, nasty, protect Joe Burrow's blind side and uh, keep him rolling. Next up. The Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'll, I'll go first on this one here. Right. Um, for me, Quinn and Nelson. Oh yeah, I mean um, that's 
It, it was between it was between Quentin and the guy that I actually I'm gonna select someone different than you, but yes, Nelson is a fucking baller. Animal, dude. I mean, screaming at people as he's hitting them and shit, and just completely came in and and you know, sadly enough, came to the Colts too late because yeah. they finally Andrew started could have used him. They finally started getting luck protection, but they waited until he started pissing blood every morning and shit. Yeah, you know, so. Um, you know, a big discussion that people have had with me as I talk about this Joe Burrow thing is he's not going to have a line. I think he's going to have a better line than people think with some have some things have played out. But give me my Quentin Nelson. Give me my Taylor Lewan, Give me my uh, Jonah Williams out there at right tackle. Send Bobby Hart to fucking China. Um, <laughs> God, dude, what a fucking waste of space. Get rid of him. Um, put Quentin Nelson in there. Um, you know, he can play center and guard. He bounced around a lot. You know, if they want to put him at center, I, I'd be okay with it. I'd be okay with keeping Trey Hopkins at center, um, you know, until we maybe get to, you know, a, a, a different kind of center that we can hit when we get to a different division. But Quinnen Nelson, Taylor Lewan, Jonah Williams, you know, three on my offensive line with the weapons we've already talked about and my young quarterback, I think I'll be pretty happy with that. So I'm going. I'm going to go with uh, someone on the defensive side of the ball. Okay. Um, I need somebody who can fucking tackle. Um, the Browns, the last few years, um, they want to do this thing where they just run real fast and dive at your kneecaps and, <laughs> and Denzel Ward, man. Up. I hate that shit. He's gonna man. kill himself. Um, so, and one thing that we are lacking um, is is linebacker help, and I need some Darius Leonard in my life, man. That dude oh, yeah, a is a fucking do. animal. Um, he, he wraps up, he makes tackles, he, um, solidifies the middle of the field there. Um, he's fast, just his tackling skills, man. He came in as a rookie and led the, actually he led the entire league in tackles. Yeah, as a rookie. Um, just the dude is a baller. He, he just, he's everything you want in a middle linebacker and, uh, nicely enough for the Colts that he's only going to be going into year three, you know, so they still got him on a rookie deal. And I don't think it's going to be long before that guy's the best middle linebacker in the league, um, if he's not one already. I mean, I have him as a probably a top three middle linebacker already. Um, don't get me wrong, I love me some Joe Schobert. Um, he just happens to miss too many tackles for me, and Darius Leonard does not. Yeah, he um, doesn't miss. And he uh, he came in, you know, and kind of revamped that defense as well. He was on my radar uh, for the Colts, but looking at, you know, the Devin Bush and the Zadarius Smith I already brought in, I kind of went – went a little bit differently and wanted to shore it up for my franchise quarterback. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. Uh, give me some Darius Leonard, and, and that's going to be my captain. I need I need that guy running my defense. The quarterback of your defense. Uh, all right, so let's get into the uh, last team here. This one's kind of tough, uh, Drew. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's obviously Gardner Minshew, right? Uh, it has to be, right? <laughs> yeah, this one is a little tough. You know, they had a down year. They were 6-10. and 10. Um, Which is weirdly because they're coming off an AFC Championship game. Yeah, yeah, but Foles, man. You I, want Blake Bortles? Blake Bortles is a I know, but do you want him? No, I don't want Blake Bortles. <laughs> Fuck no, I don't want Blake Bortles. But I didn't want Nick Foles either. You told me last year Nick Foles needs to go to the Bengals. The Bengals need to look at Nick Foles. Yeah, I did. I said Foles is only good in Philly, man. Yeah, I, 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 I like a Super Bowl winning MVP. And he got hurt, you know, so I'll, I'll give him that, but – um, you know, Fournette's up there, Calais Campbell's up there, but he's old. Um, and I've, I've already got my edge rusher and Khalil Mack that I stole from uh, Chicago out there. I'm going to go back on the offensive side of the ball, though. Give me DJ Chark. Thielen, 
Humphrey or Thielen, Hopkins, and then DJ Chark playing in the slot. That dude came out of nowhere. He was my savior. Had a great season man. on daily fantasy. Daily oh, yeah. fantasy savior. And they kept they kept having him at a at a, at a low cheap. Uh, yeah, at a low price. I was like, what the hell? This is not only Nick Foles' favorite target, but this is also Gardner Minshew's Minch- yeah. favorite target. He was getting all the targets, so that was. There's some great players there too. You know, I mean, you, it would have been easy to go with Fournette after the year he had. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I don't understand that man. That guy seemed like every time he looked up was having a two yard or two hundred yard rushing game, but he only. I think he had single digit touchdowns. It's like, yeah. what the hell happened in the red zone? Yeah, he. He's just a tank, man. He's starting to turn into the guy that you thought he was going to be coming out of LSU because it was a little bit of a rocky start there for him. I think he had some suspensions, maybe some attitude issues. Um, I don't know about work ethic or anything, but he started to come on, you know, very, very quietly. You know, 1,152 yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, that's insane. That's it. Yeah, um, I had him on a couple of my fantasy team. I'm like, all right, son man, of a bitch. <laughs> you, you got 200 yards rushing. Can I just get one touchdown? Yeah, punch that fucking thing in. You know, you know, caught the ball seventy six times for uh, five hundred twenty two yards, no touchdowns there. But that's, that's so. Are you going for net or DJ Chark? I'm going DJ Chark. <laughs> I got Mixon. I got my slot guy now in Chark. My receiving core set. My offensive line's looking good. I got my running back. Um, you know, so I'm gonna kind of round out maybe my offense there, um, and 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 give me DJ Chark. Well, I just talked about it. I told you I need people that can tackle. Yeah. And I need linebackers. I'm going to go with Miles Jack. Um, underrated, very well. Yeah, he's he's very underrated. Let me say let me say this. He, I don't know if his off the top of my head. I don't know if his um, stats were as good as the year before when they went to that AFC Championship game. But he's he's just a he's just a tank man. He uh, a guy that makes his tackles. And the one thing that I love about Miles Jack is he can guard the tight ends. Yeah, very that, athletic. That, that's where we were talking about. You know, a couple episodes ago. How the tight end position is just so pivotal in the um, in the NFL now, but a lot of that is due because these safeties and these linebackers cannot guard these tight ends. Um, Miles Jack is kind of an exception there, man. He guards, um, I'm sorry, he covers the tight ends actually pretty well. You know, as best as you can for a linebacker with these these big ass tight ends. He can't tackle Derrick Henry though. You remember when Derrick Henry just threw his ass? <laughs> I mean, off look there? at Derrick Henry, man. Derrick Derrick Henry's just a beast. I mean, obviously the Chiefs are looking like no, he's not. You know, yeah. but yeah, that's what they get. They get those bragging rights for now. Um, but yeah, so I'm going uh, Miles Jack, and I'm I need one more linebacker. I'll see where that comes in at. But uh, that's how I'm setting my team, Miles Jack. Not not a bad one to take at all. I can't can't disagree with you there. So uh, there it is, AFC South recap. Uh, the players we would want wearing stripes or wearing orange and brown. Uh, weigh in with us here on our Facebook page, Twitter, Instagram, all the stuff that we shout out every time. Let us know who you guys are thinking. So let's uh, let's jump into the NBA here a little bit. Uh, trade deadline coming up Thursday at 4 p.m. I believe or 4 p.m. Right? I believe so. Yes. Um, uh, so so a little NBA talk. Um, you know. I do want to touch on the Lakers' uh, tribute to Kobe Bryant on uh, Friday night. Uh, very, very cool uh, the way that they did 
you know, a lot of the honors with the videos and the halftime performance by Wiz Khalifa. And I can't remember the guy's name for with see you again. Um, you know, the, the Kobe Bryant Jersey shirts and the stands for everybody that came really, really cool. Uh, Dame Lillard spoiled the party and just balled out. But um, he's been doing that lately. Very, very cool way that they honored him. Um, LeBron's speech, I won't get into too much because I know that there's been a few ways that that's been taken. Um, but, you know, very unfortunate that they lost. I don't know how you lose that game on that night. Um, but, you know, just to, you know, if, if you watch that, I think everybody thought it was cool, man. That, that hit me in the, in the chest pretty hard watching some of that stuff. Um, uh, moving on to uh, the biggest NBA news right now, though, the NBA trade deadline. We got names like Derrick Rose, Robert Covington, um, Clint Capella picking up Clint some. Clint Capella, Tristan Thompson. Um, is, or, is or is Kevin Love part of this? I don't know. They're saying no, but. I don't know. I, I feel like if the right price was there, I think that he would be up for grabs. Well, let's let's get into the Cavs first. You're a Cavs fan. You know you know all, all the ins and outs of the Cavs. I can understand trading away Tristan Thompson now, contract running up at the end of the year. He kind of got that, you know, LeBron said, pay my boy before I do, you know, right. kind of thing. He got the LeBron love. Not that Tristan isn't good, man, because there's not a there's not a better offensive rebounder in the league. Energy, motor. Uh, yeah, I mean, he his motor does not stop. Uh, when he's on the court. But, yeah, I mean, the Cavs are at that point, man, to where, you know, they, they got to turn these guys into something, you know. So, yeah, you're going to yeah, lose them for nothing. Exactly. If you can get Tristan for a first-round pick and maybe some, some younger players or, or, or someone else, I, I mean, that's – For expiring contracts. Yeah, I mean, that's what that's what you got to want, uh, you know, as a, uh, as a Cavs fan. Um, like I said, though, I don't, I don't get the whole Kevin Love thing. It just – I can understand – um, teams being very leery of his contract because listen, when they say I don't want, or when they say we're not willing to trade Kevin Love, Kevin Love should not be your best player on your team. No, I, like I'm not going to build a team around Kevin Love. No, you saw that in Minnesota. Yeah, I mean, if Kevin Love is is my second best player. Don't get me wrong, Kevin. He he deserves a max contract. You know, don't get me wrong. He's, yeah, in today's he, NBA. Yeah, he, he you know he can hit the outside shot. He can get rebounds. He's a he's a, like I said, he's a double double machine. Um, but yeah, I mean, Portland, you need to come get Kevin Love, man. It just makes so much sense for uh-huh. for Kevin Love in Portland the way Dame's playing, and you got McCollum there. Unless you want to give us McCollum and let him come home, because those are the kind of guys you know that wouldn't <laughs> mind being in Cleveland. You see that guy at, at the uh, Browns games every year, and no, he's he, tweeting he about him, and and I think McCollum would low key like that. Um, not that they would give up C.J. McCollum for Kevin Love. I'm not saying <laughs> right. that. I mean, who in the hell would? Um, but you know, if Portland can get. Um, Kevin loved there. It just makes a lot of sense. As for Tristan, I mean a team a team that can't rebound for shit. How about Boston if yeah. they can't get Capella? You know, how about uh um Atlanta? Um, you know, someone that can get boards, you know. Um so you know, there's a, there's a, there's a lot of picks to be had out there. Um and and that's what you got to do with guys like this. Uh, you know, the Cavs are trying to go young and build that thing up and that's what they should do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, in, in the day and age where, you know, I think the NBA right now is going to be the most competitive that it has been in years. Uh, you know, there's a lot of two-headed monsters instead of three or four. Right. And, and you know, it, and while we're talking NBA, it warms my heart to know that the Warriors are like the worst team in the league. <laughs> For I mean, how long, though? Uh, man, well, Even if it's a year. D'Lo's in talks. Minnesota yeah, wants him back. Yeah, they do. Him, they want him with Cat. I guess they're good buddies. But – the fucking Warriors 
drafted well, got a good team, then a salary cap anomaly happened, and they got Kevin Durant because a salary cap anomaly. They're the fakest fucking dynasty in the history of sports. I had to get that out. And why wouldn't... Why wouldn't Minnesota give up a first for D'Lo? I don't in I don't, a heartbeat. I don't. I don't get that. I, don't I mean, know, they yeah. should. They should definitely go after D'Lo, even if it costs them a first. Hey, let's transition. Though. Let's go. Let's go uh, on the coast there. Let's go um, L.A. Uh, Clippers and L.A. Lakers. I mean, your team, the Lakers. One of those teams, it almost seems like they have to make a move. Is it going to be Iguodala? Uh, you know, what what's going to be out there? What would you like to see your Lakers do? Well, and I, and I watched the jump earlier. Uh, one of the few ESPN programs I can sit and watch start to finish. Um, and they said, you know, which L.A. team needs to make a move and get that extra piece to, to, to contend for a title? I think it's obviously the Lakers. Um, the Clippers are having chemistry issues. They're having the – why is Kawhi not playing all the time issues? They're having the, you know, the 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 maybe the locker room issue that the Lakers aren't going to have. And the unfortunate tragedy of Kobe Bryant has served the Lakers well in the sense of they are going to all come together. They were they were a pretty t- t- close-knit group before, but yeah. I think this is really going to intertwine them and, and bring them together. Not, not to cut you off with that, but I think when the time matters, the Clippers are going to they're going to be there. They're going to they're going to they're you know, they're going to be close. I mean, it's yeah, going to yeah. it's going to come together, but I, I do see what you're saying. But I think that you know, that yeah, when it comes down to playoff season, it's a seven-game series and it's the big moment. The Lakers need another piece. I'll tell you who's not going to be traded before the deadline, and it's, it's Iguodala. Yeah. Nobody's giving up the first-round pick that Memphis thinks they're going to get for that $17 million deal. He's going to be a buyout, and he's going to L.A., you know, one one side of the Staples Center or the other. Um, the Lakers need to go get Derrick Rose. I've touched on this before. We need another guard that can create his own shot, can kind of keep the offense flowing while LeBron takes a break, who can make some good passes down low to AD when AD is kind of the you know the best guy on the floor for the Lakers. Um, that is the move that I think needs made for sure. I think it makes them a lot better. I know you said you think it makes them better, but you don't know if it makes them beat the Clippers. Yeah. And that's close. That's iffy. If they find a way to get Derrick Rose and Iggy on that team, and I know Iggy hasn't played in half a season, but I'm trusting that he's staying in shape because, I mean, he's never going to put on a Memphis jersey. I don't know where the hell he's been. He's been pretty quiet. He'll throw out a tweet every now and then complimenting the Lakers. Right. If they found a way to get Iggy and Derrick Rose with the motivation that they now carry from the tragedy that happened, give me the Lakers in seven. You know, and I think the one of the biggest things that the Lakers need to do is – find a way find someone that wants Kyle Kuzma because there's teams out there I just don't think that that Kuzma fits the agenda of where they're trying to go or the the way that they play but do it and don't give up um don't give up um uh, Danny Green no Danny Green stays bar none no matter what and you know and this could be the like I said, with the the Kobe tragedy, I want the Lakers to win this year. But a player that just makes too much sense, you know, if you can't go out and get Derrick Rose or you know or uh, or Iguodala, but man, I would love to see J.R. Smith back there with with um, um, uh, uh, LeBron. Even if it's on that second unit, you know, obviously you got Danny Green there. Do you really need J.R.? Probably not. But I think that. In my opinion, Jr. is going to probably give you more than Avery Bradley will. Yes. Even though Avery Bradley had a uh, a great game the other night, uh, he's just very inconsistent. He plays defense, yes, but why do you want Der- why do you want Derrick Rose? You want somebody in that second unit that can score. And 
if it's Jr. and he's got to run with the second unit, I mean, why not? Uh, yeah, he's been out of the game for a while, though. That concerns me. He still has that Higgy, shot, but that shot doesn't and go. He away. plays defense, and he does. He does play defense. Um, on the point of Kuzma, I like Kuzma. I don't like Kuzma's mentality. I think he's too worried about his hair and, and all this other shit. Kuzma is a guy that can be on a team and find his way and grow and turn into a pretty solid player, but that's not the Lakers. He almost needs what Brandon Ingram got. You know, yeah. he needs not the big lights. Yeah, to where he can go and he can start and and grow um because me, you know, and you're kind of getting back. You know, I mean, obviously, I can't compare the Cavs one championship to however many the fucking Lakers have. Sixteen of them but, things, but my team won the championship a few years ago, and we had the first pick and took Andrew Wiggins, and we traded that to you know for Kevin Love. Kuzma, that's what I mean when I say Kuzma just isn't fitting what they're trying to do. He's learning. The Lakers need to win. Um so that's where I'm at. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying Kuzma's bad. I just don't think he fits yeah. everything that's going there in uh, in L.A. Yeah, and, and I'm with you there. And, you know, I think there have been some talks with the Kings about um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, please forgive me if I didn't say that right. Um, I would like that. He's a shooter. Give him like a, I doubt uh, they'll give up Buddy Heald, but, man. No, if they give up Buddy Heald, you do that deal right now. Um, I don't think that's even an option. Um, you know, yeah, Kuzma, I like him. I think he will be good, but – yeah, the, the the Ingram comparison's good. Ingram went to New Orleans. You know, the lights are there a little bit more now because Zion's back, but he's, he's really kind of being the guy there, though. L.A.'s a tough market, man. Yeah. It's and, a tough market for a young kid. Not listen, everybody's got a Kobe listen, mentality. L.A. is awful as far as football-wise, but, man, you want to start talking basketball, they love their Lakers there. I mean, even the seven years in the past when the Lakers sucked and the Clippers had Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and they were good, it was still a Lakers town. It's always going to be a Lakers town. Um, Kuzma. Love him. Wish he would focus more on ball, less on his, you know, hair or whatever. But he wants to be Eminem. He, he can go. <laughs> yeah, he looks like ramen noodles. <laughs> he can go. Um, give me Derrick Rose. Give me Iggy. However you can get him, and let's rock this shit out. Rondo's minutes can get cut, and unfortunately, I think if they get Rose, it may mean the end for the goat, Alex Caruso. It, it seems that way from what they're saying. But it should be Rondo, dude. Rondo, fuck it. I, playoff Rondo, you gotta I get it. you got to understand, these teams trading, they either want some draft assets or they want the younger players. Yeah, and, and, and Caruso's not bad. I mean, he's going to give you, at this point, give you more than what Rondo can. He'll come in and he'll get two points, but he'll make those hustle plays, those steals, and die for the boards. And, and every he's, now and then, uh, he's, he's the – uh, I'm only comparing this because I know where you're LeBron, going. he's the Della Dova. Yes, dude, he's, he's the Deli. deli. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, if, if, if losing him means a championship, I'm with it. Um, another name that's been linked to the Lakers that's pretty interesting, Robert Covington. Um, fairly good shooter. I'd like to know what they'd have to give up for him, though. Yeah. Um, you're, you're probably looking at a, a lot of assets to go get uh, Robert Covington. Well, and that's the thing. The Lakers don't have them. I mean – Look what they yeah, did. They're in all in trade. New Orleans. Yeah, all their dude, assets in New Orleans. They all went to New Orleans for, for AD, and rightfully so. I mean, AD is like nothing I've ever seen. It's going to be a team that's going to – It's it, the trade has to be centered around Kuzma. I mean, Yeah, just, he's going to be the team. That piece. has to be, you know, the, the young asset on the team is Kyle Kuzma. You know, what do you want return? Who do you want return? And that's going to that's gonna be where it's made at, unless it's a buyout. Yeah, and I, I don't know if a buyout's going to come. I mean – Covington, I, he he shoots the ball pretty well. I mean, you know, around the thirty-four percent mark. Covington's nice. not great, but what I think that 
will help him if he becomes a Laker is his wing defense. And that yeah, second, you got to think he's probably going to run with the second unit. Yeah, and on that second unit, when LeBron needs a break, and you know maybe you know you're in a series with the Clippers, and they say, okay, LeBron's down, let's put Kawhi back in. You know, and is and that going to be tough for Covington, man? Because the dude starts. You know, is he going to want to come play? You know, on, off the bench. Yeah, you know, will, just, I mean, will he take that role? I mean, he's coming into a sixth season. You know, are, are you ready to? Are you at the six year mark where you're ready to kind of take maybe a little bit of a back seat to go get a ring? And, and you know, who knows? So that that's interesting too. That's a that's a name that's been interesting to me. But my what I, Clint Capella, man, you're almost a Rockets fan. Uh, we'll get into that later, man. We argue about Harden a lot. We're gonna do that when we have more time, but. Uh, that's not one that I expected to see out. I know he's yeah, been out. He's got a nagging foot injury. He doesn't see the court a lot. But that one was kind of shocking that he came up in trade talks. If they trade Capella, that tells me that they they don't think that they have any kind of shot. Yeah, shoot. that's I mean, kind of what I was thinking. That's, that, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, man, but if imagine if Boston gets him. Um, yeah, that's or, the one. You know, or he goes and plays with uh, – um, What's the dude from Atlanta? Trey, Trey Young. Trey yeah. Young. Those are the main two. Boston and Atlanta were the two names I kept hearing all day today. Yeah, so those two teams are in dire need of a big. And, hey, Clint Capella is nice, man. He is. He just got to get healthy. Yeah. Um, but I, if he wanted out, I could almost see why he wanted out. I mean, we know what goes on there in Houston. Um, Maybe but, so, but, I mean, they they fought so hard to keep him a couple years ago. Dallas was all over him. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe that's a – where he gets traded to, because you're right. Well, yeah, Dallas maybe could make a play there. Him and Chris Stapps. And Luca. And Luca. That's, that's, ooh. <laughs> NBA trade deadline is one of the funnest times of the year, just because, I mean, you've got days where, you remember that day we, we worked together at the time, and the Cavs made like nine trades. Yeah. LeBron just got like 14 new guys to play with. Um, so there's going to be a lot of that. The Woj bombs will be dropping. Uh, we'll be refreshing our Twitters left and right. I'm excited to see what the Lakers can do, um, you know, and and what are the 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 Clippers going to do there? So there's a lot there. Um, get with us on that. We haven't we haven't done a lot of NBA talk. There's been so much NFL stuff going on. Um, Want to get back into the NBA a little bit more. Um, so get with us on what you think is going to happen for your team or or any team. Uh, let us know what you're going to think. What let us know what you think is going to happen with the trade deadline. Excuse me there. So. Um, we're going to go ahead and get out of here. It's been another good one. Super Bowl review, Tom Brady, NBA trade deadline, and, of course, our NFC, AFC South uh, players we'd want on our team. Uh, thanks for tuning in with us, guys, and uh, we look forward to the next one. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.